the killer pod from outer space presents watch this or die Welcome back, everybody, to Killer Pod from Outer Space. We're bringing you a Watch This or Die. And this is it, my friend. The end of the Halloween season. It stinks. It has come and gone way too quick. Now, we like to live every day like it's Halloween. This is true. But October is crunch time. And now it's it's over. Yeah, it's a shame. It should be like a, a couple Halloweens a year. Right. I mean, it wouldn't make sense, but just a time where, like, I was seeing Halloween commercials for the first time in quite a while, it felt like, and I don't know. It's just a great time of year. It's a good time of year. I know. And Like, I wouldn't mind a 90-degree Halloween in, like, August, whatever. Well, to keep it, like, in that milder temperature, what about, like, a nice spring Halloween? Okay. I'm into that. (laughs) Like, April Halloween? Yeah, yeah. All right. I like that. You can carve uh, grapefruits or uh, whatever a springtime What's a, a uh, you know, like a, Watermelon? a zucchini? Okay. I love girl zucchini, so we're, we're on the right track here. All right. Well, American government, if you're listening, create that. American government? We don't create do anything. That, that holiday. Here, we're creating the holiday. Did you even introduce us yet? I did not. My <laughs> name is Vinny, and with me, as always, is my good brother, Jeff Batista. What is up, party people? All right. What have you been doing? Oh, my Since God. Since last time we talked. So... Crushing movies, um, which is just the story of my October, basically. Every oh, year. yeah. Um, I was so excited to use the mega Halloween movie wheel. And remember, I don't know if you remember, a couple... It kept crashing? Yeah, it, it, won't, it won't work. Is this done now? Yeah. <laughs> it won't even like sign on to... like. As soon as I hit that list to get to the wheel, crap's out. Yeah, it's, it's just too much. Yeah. Um, that little app can't handle it. So I was a little upset about that. But, you know, they're... They're, uh, they're standards, so it's not like, um, you know, that's what we should do. Instead of multiple Halloweens, you should have, like, a month where you're like, all right, I'm watching the standards, and then October should be, like, all stuff you've never seen before. Yeah, that's true. That's a cool idea. Well, so normally, Halloween time, I watch the standards. Okay, we're we've, we've, it we've talked about how many, well, it's just the way my Halloween month has no, fallen. Um, we already talked, we already talked there's like about a, how yeah, there's there, so many shows. Yeah, but there's certain movies, if I don't watch in October, it doesn't feel right. Yeah, and I haven't I haven't really watched I mean, them. you've been doing a lot. <laughs> I haven't... Um, I've, I've done all my Halloweens, that like my must-watch Halloweens for the season. Uh, I have not done Trick or Treat yet, but I will be, because that's like one of my favorite Halloween time movies. Trick or Treat. Trick or... Um, what was I going to say? Oh, so have you... I've been waiting for you to dive into your Blu-ray stacks. Have you gotten any of that? Like your vinegar syndrome? Your... Yeah, I mean, I... Um... Man, I don't think I have much left unwatched. I, there's one more from my Severin stack I haven't touched yet. That's the Peanut Butter Solution. Uh, I heard it's like a weird kids movie. Um, I Oh, yeah. I mean, I told you, but I don't think I even said anything about it on the show. Uh, Screen Factory had a big old Shocktober sale. I grabbed a big hunk from them. I still haven't. Uh, uh, who knows when they'll show up? That's just the way it goes with these sales. But well, I mean, during non-shipping issue times like we're having now, they're usually uh, yeah. But I, they get slammed. I remember last 
Christmas they did a sale and I ordered a, a stack and it took I mean it didn't take extremely long but it was like damn when are these things gonna ship and you know yeah I mean definitely definitely check out uh, the, the screen factory it's called the Shocktober sale it's they make an they're a separate website for it so if you just Google it you'll get there like you can't just go on the screen factory page um, but I mean the almost the whole catalog is either 40% off or 50% off. It's organized really well, like new releases, uh, classics, um, deeper cuts, deep cuts. So I, I think personally, it was like out of all these awesome Blu-ray companies, Screen Factory is the most dominant in my collections because they do so well. And I've been shopping them since they started. Yeah, they will be when I get the stack. So I'm probably going to dive into some of the deep dives I'll tell and buy you what, a few of those blind buys. My proudest achievement with my blu-ray thing was that i think i had more arrow stuff than you and i was always very excited about that you do have more i have a lot of arrow you definitely have more vincent oh yeah i I hit them them and severin i'm always gonna severin and synapse i might have more synapse i have one they're hard to they're expensive yeah yeah um they don't do sales either yeah that's not a thing i'm lucky to have a redheaded producer girlfriend that yeah i was about to i was actually looking at it earlier and i almost stole it don't do that. I would have slipped your mind. <laughs> Same movie. It's just, um, so let me bring up something. Sure. I already brought it up last Watches or Die. Welcome to Blumhouse. Oh, Jesus. So I wish you would just give Jason Blum and his team a chance. Because he's doing a cool thing. Now, he's not – I mean, he has to make his money, and he does make his money. But – the whole Welcome to Blumhouse concept, it's not a cash grab. I think he's very genuine that he wants to give young, super young, inexperienced um, writers and directors, especially in the horror genre, a shot. And this is the platform where he does it. So Halloween season, uh, he released, or Blumhouse released four movies, super unknown indie directors, and they were all straight to uh, Amazon Prime video. No theatrical, no nothing, just Prime. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, they're not, like, you know, setting the world on fire. These movies, like, they're, they're you can tell, they're beginner releases. The directors are working things out. But there's a lot of good, I watched three out of four. Okay, hold on, hold on. Before what? you go. What? It's not the concept. Because I liked... But that's cool. That the thirteen films that. to die for. Remember that and the after dark stuff. That was the same gist. It's that he had to name it after himself. Welcome to the Bloom House. Like he could well, have made the name of the, stu- the yeah. Studio. Everyone knows that because he's cranking out major what, what Hollywood else is he movies. Call it? But I don't call it that. It's a Bloom House presents so, like something cool. Like it, to me, sounds like I mean, yeah. he's calling it Welcome to the Bloom House. Like Welcome to. The studio and the family, like, and you're really nah, See, I, I take it as him being, like, welcoming you to the Bloom House. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, well, that too, maybe. Yeah. But I, I like the idea of if he would have maybe kept the Bloom House part of it more low-key. Now, you're right. There probably are people that will see it just because it's a Bloom House movie. But I think if you would have said 13 films to die for, or how many movies are there all together? Four. All right. So, yeah, like, four... Four movies a day. Oh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> but I'm sure Amazon played a part in that. I was like, all right, fine, we're going to release these four movies and we're going to put them like 
top of the screen like you know just like everybody else they're doing their like when you log on to Amazon Prime they're doing all their Halloween stuff okay and these four movies are like front and center on the homepage right now so in order to get people to click and grab there has to be some kind of name recognition like Blumhouse to get them to do it if it was just called four scary movies that would be fun yeah, but people aren't going to click you know as how, often. Did you hear that, folks? He slammed his <laughs> fist on the table. He's mad at me. Um, um, all right, let's, no, no, no. I'm not going to run down like right, yeah, big dives into these movies. You know, uh, time out again. We've been umming at the same time a lot lately, and I don't like it. We have to stop umming altogether. Well, yeah, but that's just we got to relearn grammar. Yeah, Speech. That's true. And English. like how to keep your brain and your mouth on the same page. I have, I have trouble with that same. in life. Yeah. The manner. I dug it. Manor as in like a house? Like a manor? Yes. Okay. So a um, uh, woman suffers a mild stroke, uh, uh, puts herself into a retirement home, not not like a nursing home, but retirement home, and creepy, culty stuff ensues. This okay. was my favorite out of the four. Okay. Um, well done. Good creepy moments. Good writing. Good acting. The thing I wanted to throw at you. So, you know, Ryan Tarek's involved in all of these. But I don't know when this was filmed or what, but it was very interesting product placement that only myself and a handful of other horror fans would, would know. But, like, so the woman that's put into the retirement center, her grandson's, like, her right-hand man. Like, they're super close. He's trying to help her through this, blah, blah, blah. And he's, like, a somewhat, like, punk rocker horror fan. There's a long dialogue scene between the two of them where he's wearing a denim jacket and he only has one enamel pin and it's front and center of the whole dialogue and it's the shockwaves enamel pin. Now that's, what's going on with that? Jeez, I wonder. (laughs) Yeah, but given everything that happened with that show and a certain member of that show. I know, I think, well, one, it does depend on when it was filmed. I can't imagine it was that long ago because that was like two and a half years ago. Yeah, I know. So, um, but it's your boy just patting himself on the back. Yeah, but he, because he had to, because of him being so involved in Hollywood and being high ranking in Blumhouse, he completely removed himself from that show. He doesn't like he just disappeared. Um, even himself disappeared from Twitter and social media. Wanted nothing to, to do with it, and then to have that so front and center in the movie. Now nine out of ten viewers aren't even going to know what the hell Shockwaves is. Um, if you don't know what we're talking about, it's a podcast. Was. Was, was, a, po- a, pod- was, was a, a really, really good podcast. Like mm, Debatable. Oh, I love that podcast. I'm a doctor. <laughs> and um, Ryan Turk was one of the co-hosts on it, who now works for Blumhouse. And I'm not going to get into it, but the podcast made a fiery fall because of one of their members. It went down burning. Yeah, it went down burning because one of the members of the show did some not good, good things. Anyway, I thought that was interesting. Moving on. I have not watched Madres yet, but it's on my list. Spanish? Think, uh, yes. Cool. All right. I'm in. Um, I think from what I can gather, haunted house, creepy stuff. Like subtitled a, Spanish. No, no. Just, oh, okay. it's just involving a Mexican-American uh, family. Oh, uh, and so not um, Spain, just Mexico. Yeah. All right. Bingo Hell. Bingo Hell. So, Is that like the ECW arena? Yeah. Ah, uh, some people will get that. Um. A lot of fun. It reminded me of Hobo with a Shotgun, oh. VFW, All right, I... like in that vein. Bingo Hall. Oh, and then uh, my boy um, from the zombie movie, Rob Zombie movies. Uh, uh, Richard Brake? Richard Brake is the main 
monster. All right, I might watch that then. And it's just like a crazy ass bingo hall with all these old folks. And Richard breaks like the bingo caller, but like super evil. Gonna fuck shit up. Is it, is it, a, is it a comedy? Oh, yeah. Big oh, okay, time. cool. Yeah, yeah, like, way over the top. Way over the top. A lot of fun. Like, a lot of fun to watch. Just saw a picture of him. It's funny. Like, we were talking about, like, he might be legit crazy in real life. One of the best smiles I've ever seen. The, looked, yeah. I mean, like, and I watched a bunch of videos. He seems like a yeah. straight dude, like, really nice and genuine. Yeah. But he's got to have a little bit of real crazy <laughs> to do these things. You got one more? Um, yeah. And then uh, Block is Night. It, uh, I enjoyed it. It was the least favorite out of my three that I watched. Uh, but it's about just a bunch of teens, and they're fighting their way through hordes, like a horde of vampires in New Orleans. Right. So it was cool being in New Orleans. I was going to say, that that alone makes it cool. Yeah. New, New Orleans is a backdrop. Automatically gives something like half a star. Yeah. It was, um, and they, they played heavily into the, the New Orleans. Yeah, like, being buried above ground and all that stuff. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, you, you kind of all three me. fun watches. You sold me on Bingo Hell for sure. Yeah, I mean, I um, especially for you. If I you would have said Madres was Spanish, I would have been into it. I, I love Spanish horror. Um, I mean, not even just Spain, but like you know, Central America, Latin-speaking countries for the most part. I don't know what it is. Um, well, this is a Mexican director. Yeah, I've never Mexican seen like, American. Like, I don't know that I've cast. ever seen a Mexican horror though. That's that's what I'm thinking about. Um. Well, you know how I do with names. There's, yeah. there's one that was re- a, a Shutter exclusive recently, that was like really good religious horror, but mm-hmm. I'm just bad with names and I have to look it up. I mean, I just love stuff coming out of Argentina, not right at the second, but the stuff that's come out of Argentina, Spain. Um, just I've had a lot of fun with. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like I said, what we were talked about before, God knows when, but how um, foreign directors do these remakes so good. And, you know, like Fetty L, like, you know, the guys that are doing them the best, usually from other countries. But whatever. I digress. All right. Well, still haven't seen Madres, but I, for, for our horror fans out there and the ones that want new content and want to consume everything, especially this time of year, check out, uh, check out the Blumhouse uh, new ones on Amazon. Recommended. All right. So I don't know. do our beers yet. I know. And I was just going to say you should because... I am really feeling this bottle. Yes, quite festive for the season. Yeah. So this is Elysian, uh, Dark of the Moon, Pumpkin Stout. So we're back into the festive spirit of pumpkin beers and fall beers. Uh, great, great. Uh, simple. Art. So simple. Cool. Just a, a big, big full moon with a werewolf in front of it. And what else? Do, what else do you need in the holiday yeah. season? And then you know, black and orange. Pumpkin stouts are usually my favorite. Form of pumpkin beers. Yeah, it's got some good, um, like, it's got, like, it's got like that nice stout, uh, like chocolatey. Nah, not nah, a spice. The pumpkin pie spice. Gingerbread. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, there's definitely some gingerbread going on. Ginger yeah. snap. Yeah, ginger snap for sure. Ginger snaps, werewolf movie. Ah. Maybe a little something going on here. Under layers of <laughs> layers. All right. Well, we've bored you enough with beer talk. Um, Actually, do you think the beer like segments could become their own show? Is that something we could start doing? Just do a whole episode of drinking beer? Not drinking beer, but like beers in general. A beer list, maybe. Oh. Mm, something to think that's about. That's something to think right? about. I never even thought about that. I like it. Yeah, well, let's get into why uh, we are gathered here today. Uh, watch this oh, or die. Watch this or die. 
This was a definitely a you pick. I didn't pick it. That's for sure. Um, Not a fan of this uh, franchise. No, no, I never seen the first couple, two, three. Oh yeah, you should. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't even mention the third. It was terrible. Okay. Yeah. I first never... two definitely worth a watch. Yeah, I think I remember trying to watch like it was either this or the ABCs of Death, and I just got out of it really quick. ABCs of Death was a really cool concept. It was just too much to consume in one anthology. Yeah, having maybe all that's the, having all those shorts jammed into one. All right. Well, we are uh, we watched VHS ninety four. Yep. Which was that a Shutter exclusive? Shutter exclusive. Oh, yeah. Right. And I didn't know that Bloody Disgusting was involved with it either. Yep. They were. It was their first uh, production. Oh, okay. The, the first. I mean, the first VHS was their first. Production. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. Well, obviously, anthology, like you just said. Um, how do you want to do? You want to break it down? Yeah, by... I mean, you want to go segment by segment. Okay. Or... Um, well, the wraparound, which is rough. Guess, yeah, it's a SWAT team raiding, raiding a, a drug warehouse, factory, supposedly. I, I uh... so to give some context, though, like the first two VHS movies, the wraparound is loosely centered around the same thing but like much better executed mm. where they find a tv and vhs tapes that are like mysterious or whatever or, or creepy in some way and they put them in and then you're watching the segments that they're seeing on these tapes mm. they tried to do the same thing but like why would a swat team that's doing a raid be watching movies i don't know it was not good it was by the end of it i just was like um yeah, it's, they're VHS it's, bootleggers. That's what they're they're doing. Like, it sucks that it had to be the way to end the movie. Like, it, too. I think they're basically saying they're like, um, not making snuff, but they're like, uh, trying to be the people who provide weird videos. Yeah, like it was yeah. just weird. It was, it's like, um, so the the SWAT team ladies end up like being undercover. the bad guys. Yeah, yeah. It was very um, didn't fit in with the rest of the movie really at all. Right. Um, well, I mean, do you want to talk? So, did you like the movie? You want to go there already? Should we talk about that before we dive into the segments? I suppose. I don't, as a whole, I don't like the movie. Really? Yeah. So, there wasn't enough segments that you liked to say you liked the whole thing. Right. Hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean, segment one, you liked it. Are you saying you liked it? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I thought, um... Particularly one segment, which we'll get into, really shined. But I thought all four were fairly interesting and, and good. All right. Well, the so first... St- Storm Drain was the first one. That was cool. I, I didn't have the actual titles. I didn't realize they were going to come up at the end. So I just named them myself. I have Ratman as number Yeah, one. yeah. So Storm Drain, yeah, directed by uh, Chloe Akuno. Okay. So my take on this was it was going really slow. <laughs> um. And as, you know, it's your typical, like, urban legend, I guess. They're tracking down the, the, the rat man, the legend of the rat man. Um, I guess it's, uh, lo- like, local news. That's how they, yeah. they work. Yeah, I mean, I think like that's the, how they were attacking this one. Like, very, it felt very 90s local yeah. news, doing, like, a weird segment about the local folklore. Yeah. Um, which, I guess, turns into the reporter... Stumbling across what she thinks is like um, homeless people living in a storm drain, but it's not. Yeah, and she kind of like wants to change direction. Like, oh, we got to film 
What's going on? With right, right. Yeah. She yeah. wants to get like make it more of a serious piece. But obviously, what that leads to is some sort of religious cult. I'm guessing. Uh, I, I thought they were just like anti-establishment. Okay, I couldn't get a read on what they were, but then the Rat Man does show up, mm-hmm. and I thought it was a cool looking creature. Cool. Yeah, yeah, I liked it. I think the end redeems it. Because I was like, oh, this is slow and boring and plotting. But, like, the effect and what the rat man does, he's got, like, acid saliva. And yeah, that like was Decides cool. whether you can all over the dude's face. Yeah. Yeah. So that, like, that whole scene. Just, it, like, decides if you're worthy or yeah, whatever. Yeah, that redeemed it. And then her, her at the end kind of being all, like, brainwashed or whatever. And she, like, pukes her blood. <laughs> like, like. The end was funny to me, and I liked it. it. Yeah, I think it was going to be funny. like Or you're shooting to be funny. Yeah. I didn't find it boring and plotting. Like, I thought this one was very 90s in its whole essence and what it was trying to do. I'd say until the Rat Man showed up, I was pretty much like, hmm, shrug. Hmm. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Yeah. It's weird because it's like... It's a, it's, a, it's a quick segment in that that first... If it's 15 minutes, the first 10 minutes are kind of like, we're not doing much here. Well, it's just establishing that it's a news story. Yeah, and, but that takes two and, seconds. And well, and that she was trying to do something deeper than just a rat right. man folklore story and then exploring the tunnels and the homeless people. Like, oh, I was just building. All right. I mean, maybe. I, I wasn't bored at all during this one. All right. Uh, but like, then they like. There's weird little decisions, too, where, like, the cameraman's like, oh, do you got to be at an AA meeting? And she's like, can we not talk about my drinking problem? I was like, yeah, I don't know how what? that fit yeah, in. It doesn't yeah. at all. Um, and then, like, he asked her out for a drink, and she's like, don't be an asshole. Yeah. Yeah, and I thought maybe, like, it might play in. Like, maybe she's going to see the rat man, and no one's going to believe her, and drinking, whatever. But no, it doesn't yeah, do that. I don't know what that was all about. All right, segment two was, I believe, called... The Wake is what I have written. I don't know what it was called. The funeral M- Home The Empty wake. wake or something? It was in a funeral home. The Empty Wake, yes. Okay. Directed by Simon Barrett. So the other thing with this movie, um, similar to how we talked about with the, the Blumhouse thing, um, all up-and-coming new directors right. that are getting Well, hold on. Between The Empty Wake and... Um, the, what's it called? The Sewage Drain? The storm? The Drain. Oh, The Drain. Uh, the Veggie Masher commercial. Yeah. <laughs> directed yeah, weird. by Stephen Kostansky, uh, starring Connor Sweeney, Astron 6 guys. Yeah. Um, very weird, very funny, but so appropriate. Because all I could think of is like that um, idea of like, oh, we're going to smash it up and get all the nutrients out yeah. of it. Like when the foreman girl was like, yeah, we put a little slide, a little angle in there, all the fat's going to come yeah, right it, out. Low fat dinner. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, you, you couldn't really say. That you wouldn't see as infomercial and see some people buying this yeah. thing. I mean, it, it's just funny. Wouldn't put it past humanity. It's just like, it's like it mashes this, it mashes that, it mash, and he's just going down a list of vegetables, and they just get more and more ridiculous. And he's got like a full like bell pepper on there and just mashes. Yeah. And, um, that was funny. It's super quick. It's like thirty seconds. Yeah, or something. that was cool how they worked that in there. Yeah, it was fun. That's the only one though, too, right? There was no more. Yeah, they didn't do it, like in between that. the other yeah. one. All right, so now we're on the empty wake. What did you think about? So this, this one. Um, in that like found footage sense, which I usually don't like, but I found this one to be really creepy. Like it, it, it 
it had me on the edge of my seat and I was creeped out. This one bored me as well. This was actually I the most boring of all of them. Why do you me. bore so easily? It was, just, it was just doing the creepy... Uh, but you knew what was coming. But that the body was going to wake up? Yeah, there was no suspense. Yeah, but there's moments like where you don't know if something's going to pop out of you or what, if she's in danger yet kind of thing. Eh, I, 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 I love all that. You know, like the, I love all that stuff goes bump in the night type thing. Like, I'm a sucker for that. It gets me every time. I didn't really like how it was. I So... He looked cool with his head all chopped oh, off. And and like everything. he was just falling apart gradually. His like intestines yeah, fall so, out. Yeah, but it changed direction and went the zombie route, right? Is what I assume. No, he, he's never a zombie. Like you don't know what he is because that guy comes in and starts. I thought he was a zombie because then what's with the ending? So like the storm's going on at the same time. Right. And I thought that was cool like to add to the scariness and tension or whatever. So the storm like. You hear all the alarms or the sirens, blows out the windows and like the building's walls pretty much, and then the closing is her getting up and walking out. I thought that was her as a zombie. Oh, not that. And, like the zombie was... apocalypse was starting. Oh, I that's what I took. From I it. just took it as she hid in the coffin when the thing hit, hit, and then the zombie got out. Because that guy that comes and starts speaking in the foreign language to pay his respects, he like chains the doors so it can't get out because he knows what's yeah. about to happen. So I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. There's no real context for it being a zombie. You don't have like. Um, yeah, maybe it's on the. Maybe it's one of those things that's on. Now, the Now, if you know whatever language that guy is speaking, I did not. Yeah, maybe that makes some sort of sense out of it. But I just found it really boring. Um, and you bore really easily. Especially, especially for such a short segment of an anthology. But like. there's nothing happening. That's why. It's just her no, there was, it was the listening stuff, to music. The stuff goes bump in the night kind of creepiness. But it wasn't stuff that goes bump in the night. It's a body in her. The and power going out. And... But you know what's going to happen. Oh, for Christ's sake. You're difficult. I am not. All right. The third one, I don't think we'd have any questions. No. It was great. Awesome. And sad. Like, <laughs> I just enjoyed the crap out of this thing. First of all, the the, the sword hand directed by uh, Timo Tajanto. Yeah, I'm, it's like I'm sure I'm butchering Pan that. Pan Asia or yeah. something. But that that sword handed monster. I don't know what you would call it, but it's gnarly as hell. I liked it a lot. Um, your basic med doctor is experimenting, trying to make people part robot, and failing till he doesn't, and. It becomes a first-person shooter at one point, which is wild. Did you yep. get that vibe? Yep. Um, I got a lot of um, <coughs> uh, Lee Winnell's Upgrade from this. I've like, never seen that. Oh, you guys see Upgrade. I feel like there was a little bit of inspiration from that. But, yeah, I mean, the, he makes a – he succeeds in making two monsters or whatever you want to call them. They're not monsters, I guess, to him. Cyborgs. Cyborgs. He gets raided by, like, the SWAT. They kill him, and then all hell breaks loose. They're trying to kill the, the girl who's just a victim yeah. of, of his she experiments. But she then, doesn't know what's going on yeah, and everything. The, the guy, he makes a full-blown monster. Yeah. That thing's, it looks like something out of Resident Evil. Yeah. That's what it reminded me of. Um, not, I mean, this one's just, like, full-blown action. Unlike the other two, like, slow... Oh, yeah, this one's, this one's just this one's, there's cool. nothing to be slow. It's about like, it. hey, here's the explanation of what's going on in this lab. All right, crazy time, <laughs> busy time. Nobody gets that, but you and I. But. Yeah, I know. But 
Or any other uh, Han fans. Oh, yeah. Han Dynasty at around dinner time. Busy time. Um, yeah, I mean, this one was just was just pedal to the metal the whole way. Like, wild, gory, fun, sci-fi, mad scientist. Yeah. I really enjoyed this one. Um, the director is a uh, veteran of the VHS franchise. Huh. Um, his short... Uh, I well, think so, it's called. So it's not first time directors. Well, obviously not if Kostansky's got a little. Yeah, bit I mean, there, I mean, so. young. Yeah, up and coming, uh, up and coming. But he has a segment. It's called Safe Haven. That like VHS fans say is like the best segment, and then okay. he com- comes out with this one, which I'm sure everyone's going to say is the second best segment of the entire franchise. Yeah, it's it's wild and woolly, man. I really I really liked it. Yeah, I almost wanted to just throw this on again and just watch that segment. Yeah. All right, and then the last one to wrap up, we have it's called Terror. That's what it's called. I, yeah. I wouldn't. Even, I just called it Religious Militia. Yeah, this one was bizarre to me. I thought it was at first like distracting, the way they were doing like the yeah. found, like the I know, know what you the, mean. Yeah, um, and the whole militia thing. I, I know it's like very. Like, this takes place. In the 90s. In the 90s, but it's also very, like, now, like, oh, far right, blah, blah, blah. There's a lot of social commentary. Yeah, I got all that. I got all Um, that. The Beast, like, I'm not sure. What's what's the Beast supposed to be? A vampire. He's a vampire. Yeah. Why does his blood explode in the sun? Oh, in the sun. Now now that you say that, it makes sense. Yeah. So I I, I couldn't really tell. So I'm almost like I have to rewatch it. So they're, they're trying to weaponize this thing, right? Right. But I didn't know if they're trying to weaponize it as a creature but they kept playing around with the sun stuff or if they were going to use this thing as a bomb as they knew. I got the sense that they were going to use it as a bomb or at least use its blood to blow up that building, yeah. which was a weird because there's a comment and the guy, they're like scoping out the building and the guy says uh, there's a daycare in there. And I was like, is that a, are they supposed to be loosely affiliated with like Timothy McVeigh? Like the Oklahoma City bombing, bombing like, yeah, is that yeah, what, like there might have been some commentary to that. Yeah, um, but I would, I can't believe I didn't even think about what the sun thing meant in terms of the because that's what I thought initially. I was like, all right, they're gonna blow the building up with this guy. Like, I'm, yeah, I'm not, I mean, I guess so. They took a whole different spin on the the vampire uh, tropes. And I guess you know, like most times we've seen vampires, they melt or turn to ash or whatever. In this case, a vampire, if it's in the sun, it is fully explodes. Explodes. And they just keep, what, shooting him in the face, basically, and drain him blood from him. Yeah. And then the next day, he's back alive and fine. Yep. I guess, like, through the night, rejuvenates himself. Yeah. But, like, they didn't really get into anything with, like, feeding it, right? No, they would just like, go into its little lair. They had, like, a little... Yeah. I'm surprised they didn't coop. get into anything, like, having to feed it other humans or whatever. Yeah. Then animals. The, then, you know... What happens? The other militia comes with weapons or something, and the gun part was cool when it gets loose. Yeah, that's what that's where I was going with it. That's yeah, the, that's the. Experience. I mean, so yeah. that, that was the highlight of this segment, I think, when it gets loose and just carves them all up. Yeah, I mean that's. I mean that was cool. That's your um, what do, what do you want to call it? Your money shot, if you but will. The huge like mounted gun in the back of the pickup truck uh, when he shoots the his own guys by accident yeah, and yeah. all that. Yeah. So, yeah, I would say the beginning of this one I found to be, like, distracting and hard to follow with just with the camera work. 
because they're going the found footage route and there's a lot of like running around and stuff like that but when it got into the nitty-gritty of it like being a vampire and the vampire getting loose i again had a lot lot of fun with it yeah and how they let the vampire loose is so stupid like um they're all drunk because they're celebrating that that like the the vampire blood made a rabbit like a huge explosive Mm -hmm. and like they're they're all drunk and then the one guy like wants to play with the vampire essentially and ends up getting eaten um, I, I I can't I feel like an idiot now. I didn't even realize the vampire thing. Maybe I was just kind of out of it by then, because the one before it was like, all right, yeah, yeah. yeah. Then you start back into like the slow build, I guess you'd call it. Yeah, you gotta start a whole other story, kind of. And thing. then when that's done, you get the freaking wraparound ending, which I thought was yeah, just that terrible. Was, that was just like, a yeah. a lame way to wrap everything up. Yeah. Um, overall, I gave it the, the old die. I, give it a die, huh? Yeah, you I wouldn't think, even want people to like experience it. Nothing? Nah, because it's just like, all right, watch the Mad Doctor. You don't have to watch the whole movie for that. I give it a hard watch. I thought this was right in line with the first two VHSs. So if you like those, if you like anthologies, I definitely give this a watch. There was enough interesting stuff. Um, I didn't find. Um, you know, Jeff and I differ. And that's what, uh, that's what I think drives our friendship. So it drives the show. It drives the, way, the show. The way we view things differently. But I didn't find any of this to be boring. I found it all to be, um, in one way or another, interesting and entertaining. Right. And goddamn it, just watch that cyborg. Yeah, I mean, that, that, one, that one's worth a watch for sure. Um, and if you like are bored after that, watch the last like five minutes of the Ratman one. I just, I just think... Especially in the beginning, when it seemed like before, you know, you get to the Mad Doctor, these first two kind of are like, oh, I see everyone's trying to do the same thing here, where they're like trying to build to a big moment. And it's like, it's a short, like you can't do that with all of them. And, you know, the only one that doesn't really do that is the Mad Doctor one. Yeah. And the Veggie Masher. And the Veggie Masher. All 15 seconds of it or whatever. But uh, right. yeah, no, no go for me. I feel like we haven't disagreed in a while on a pick. Yeah, I think we've been doing some good picks. That's why. I mean, it used to be where I would just pick a movie that you've never seen, and now I think it's yeah, a, I mean, it's evolved into like what haven't we seen? I think when we uh, get to no hard November for that whole month, or we're doing watches or dies, we're gonna switch back to the old way where we pick a movie for each other. Because mm. I have, I mean. So many non-horror movies for you to watch. Yeah, I don't even know when it made that switch. It just kind of did. Yeah, I mean, I think it's, it's worked. We can go back and forth. Yeah, no, it's it's been fine. I'm no problem with it. I think it just got especially to the, when we watch the movie together. Yeah, I think it got to the point too where it was just like with you especially, like you already got to watch a ton of movies for our war games episodes, and then you got to watch the movie that I gave you, and then the movie that you don't remember that you gave me. And just, <laughs> So it's, it's tough. Like, no, I, I whereas I can look at like I didn't a, really have to rewatch. I didn't rewatch any of the movies that I gave you. I just go look at a Wikipedia recap, and I'm like, oh yeah, that that that. And you can usually I don't trust the Wikipedia. Yeah, it's pretty good. It could be written by some Joe Schmo down the street. So go to IMDb, Letterboxd, whatever. What if you wrote the Wikipedia for this movie? You'd be like, oh, it's boring. I mean, it's someone not, would just really someone boring. would just delete it in 35 seconds. <laughs> like, it's not boring, man. You know, Blum was involved. <sighs> No, but Raven, uh, Raven, oh, I don't know. But they're a lot, around a lot now. They did uh, Psycho Goreman, too. 
Raven Line? Uh, I, I can't remember. But they're a production company, I guess. Mm. Seeing a lot more of them. So hopefully uh, more good stuff coming from them. We should do a production company list. Yeah, we got plenty. Like Dark Castle? Or no, not Dark Dark uh, Skies? Castle. I don't, Dark Castle's a Stephen King thing, isn't it? No, no there, Dark there Tower. Was, there was a production company like in the early 2000s. Yeah, Dark Skies, I think. Dark yeah. Skies. But it had a castle as its logo. I don't know. Dimension. Stuff like that. Yeah, New Line. Yeah, I know. I know. Plenty. Yeah, right. Plenty out there. Anything, All right. Anything else you want to chat about? Nah. I think we yeah. can wrap this bad boy up. All right. Well, until next time, I'm Jeff. He is Vinny. Love, peace, and chicken grease. We are out of here. We're out. Wow, you didn't have to do that. Bye.